there, it's me, your money. And welcome to Tandia Talks Money. They say money talks, and it is true, I do. And I also like to work hard. They say it builds character, but it also builds TFSAs and RRSPs, which is why every week Tandia will share new ideas, tips, and wisdom from Tandia's finest to help you get to where you want to go. You know, with a little help from me, of course. Like, who else? Why does nobody tell you that when you have kids, you will never, ever have money again? Like everyone and their mother tells you that you will never sleep again or what diapers you need to buy. But am I the only one who feels like these little humans just squeeze every penny from me? And they, they aren't even at the age where they figured out brand names yet. When I speak to my fellow millennial parents, the cost of kids is, you know, it just stresses us all out. Maybe we were unprepared or costs have just gone up or everyone is trying to be the Instagram mom and have their kids in everything and have everything so they can post about it. The pressure is real. There is so much planning that goes into having kids, making the conscious effort to have them, planning, checking your ovulation dates, basal body temperature, perhaps more in-depth procedures, Preparing for all the things they need. The mama roo. Is that still a thing? I don't know. Which stroller is the best? A wipe warmer. Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought I needed that. Then I had two babies at once. And yeah, there was no there was no time to grab a warm wipe. It was sink or swim, peeps. It is so natural as a new parent to overthink and overplan the room and all the gadgets you will need with all this planning and thinking. We're not really factoring in you know, the ongoing price tag of having these kids brings. Don't misconstrue this and think I'm saying that you should be having kids simply based on your financial aspect or your financial situation. We cannot base our most important life decisions on finances alone. However, if you are feeling the strain with kids now or you are planning to have kids, I don't think it hurts to review your finances and what the average cost is of raising these kiddos are today. Like everything else, what are your priorities? A couple months back, we did a great podcast with Diary of an Honest Mom, Libby. And these words that she said just like stuck in my head like glue. We were chatting about kids and Christmas and the costs associated and the pressure you feel from social media that all these people are doing all these things. And what she said just seemed so clear to me. You don't have to do all the things. So if Timmy is in soccer, basketball, and hockey, and he goes to Blue Mountain every weekend to ski, you don't need to do all those things. It is okay to pick one and prioritize what is important to your family. This is where we need to start. What experiences do you want for your kids? What do you want to teach them about money? What are some benefits you could be receiving? And how do different ages bring upon new challenges? Today, we're going to talk about all these things. Talk about teaching your kids about money, opening up the conversation so you know you don't feel as guilty when you have to say no to something. I hear my best friend who has a three-month-old right now, and she keeps saying, you know, once you get to the next stage, once we get to the next stage, it will be better. And, you know, as an OG mom now, I think I qualify as OG mom status now with my almost six-year-olds. No, I'm going to just say that I do. Anyways. 
I keep telling her that when you get to the next stage, there will just be something else. So let's focus on the changes you can do now and what will help sustain through all those next stages about teaching your kids about financial literacy. Again, I want to reiterate, kids are so much more than the price tag associated with them and life constantly throws curveballs at you. Believe me, I thought we were done after boy-girl twins, but you know, other plans were in store and now I have a little 20-month-old and that we were totally unprepared for, but you make it work. They are truly amazing. They make the darkest days better. They are intense and you are constantly on and they do come with a price tag. So how can we set ourselves up and them up for financial success and help reduce the stress on us. If you're struggling with your day-to-day finances, trying to budget, save for the future, maybe creating a financial plan for your kids is the last thing on your mind. Or maybe it is constantly weighing on your mind, but these two things may actually go hand in hand and you don't even realize it. So let's start with money you could be getting because of kids. That's pretty sweet news, right? Did you know as a parent you are eligible for numerous amounts of dollars in tax benefits? When filing your tax returns, be sure to claim many of your children's expenses as possible. I encourage you, work with an accountant to see what you could be claiming or receiving, obviously because everybody's situation is different. So here's a couple to think about. Child care expenses. You can deduct child care expenses. You are eligible if your children or child has a caregiver, go to a nursery school, daycare, etc. Check to see if you are eligible to claim your child care expenses as a deduction. Are you currently receiving the Canadian Child Benefit? This is a tax-free monthly benefit, which is calculated based on need and your family's household income. You will receive a payment for every child under the age of 18. There you go. So keep having more kids. Just kidding. Then there is the National Child Benefit. This supplements the previous child benefit I mentioned. And if you qualify as a low-income family, you will receive monthly payments throughout the year. I encourage you to look at all options and ensure that you are already receiving them or look for ways you can claim your expenses correctly and receive a benefit back. Talk to your advisors, talk to your financial accountants, see what you can be doing to claim these benefits, or maybe you already are and you're just not fully utilizing it. So now we're going to go to teaching your kids about money. Where do I start? How do we set the stage? Why is this important? I'm really hoping, you know, that my singing in each episode is that cheesy, that it, that's what keeps you coming back. Ironically, I would never openly sing in front of anyone, but somehow you get this sense of empowerment that, you know, when you're sitting behind a mic alone in your closet, sitting on the floor, you know, why not share this joy with the world in the most cheesiest form? Speaking of cheesy, this is probably a top 10 on the cheesy song list, but we're going to tweak it a little bit. Okay. So I want you to see if you recognize it, but you know, what a kid wants, what a kid needs, whatever makes me happy and sets you free. Cause I'm thanking you for knowing exactly what a kid wants. What a kid needs. I'm no Christina Aguilera. There's the hint. And no way that original song is appropriate to sing. But come on. I know that song hits home. Side note. You know, before TikTok, we used to have to wait like 45 years for much music to replay the video 
in the same day just so you could learn the next dance step? Am I the only one that did that? No? I know if you are a parent, you are constantly thinking about what your kids need and want. On the flip side, they are also constantly telling us what they need and want. I think my son has a new request every day. This week, he wants new blue curtains because the gray ones in his room scare him. Uh, And he asks me every day when his new curtains are coming. Um, They're not coming. I never ordered anything. But the lists are endless, but we are truly thinking of their wants, or should I say our wants for them. As Christina says, Now this lyric to me means, if I say yes, will you go away? Will it set you free from me? Stop asking me. Funny how these lyrics are just meaning such different things to me these days. But It's easier to just say yes or move past the request instead of having the logical conversation about needs and wants and the costs associated with them. You know, that brings more stress on us, right? Like if they're constantly like, I want this, I want this. Can we buy that? I want this. I want this to eat. Mom, mommy, mommy, mama, ma, ma. It adds stress in our brain. So how do we how do we help them distinguish between a want and our need? Now, this is going to hit differently for every age group. But if your kids are old enough, you start with sitting down with them, have them make a list of all the things they desire in the near future. Let them be as open and creative as they want. This will be useful when you start to go through the list and prioritize. Now, they have created this list. Now, sit there with them and have them indicate what would be a need for them and what would be a want. Now, I've done this with my soon-to-be six-year-olds. They obviously were not the ones writing it down, but what it does is it just starts to open up the conversation about needs and wants. Likelihood is they may say everything on that list is a need, which in their minds it very well could be. But this could be a teaching moment, and sometimes you don't always get all the wants on your list, and it is important to prioritize what is most important to you. It starts to give them some perspective on how to plan for the things that they want. So maybe they get one thing off the list they want, but have to learn how to plan how they're going to obtain all the other things that are important to them. You can do this often with your kids, and over the course of time, you will notice they will get better at prioritizing their list, putting plans together, It just opens up dialogue for them to know and understand needs and wants. It takes the pressure off you having to buy everything because we all know that is half the battle when planning our own budgets is prioritizing our needs and wants. Another contention point I find is food. Yes, now food is a need. We need it to survive, but it can also get quite costly when you're feeding a family, especially right now. Like I'm floored at how much food is costing these days and how we've had to adjust our spending and our eating habits to still have the foods that we like and maybe reduce some of the wants because like honestly I go to the grocery store and I come back I'm like what how how did I just spend that much money so get your kids involved with this process take them to the store with you so they can see the total cost and you can also review and Yes, it would be great to have all the snacks or pre-made food, but showing them the cost difference between the two. This reminds me of a story at Tandia. We run in-classroom budget games. Um, It's called the money game. Come check it out on our site. It's pretty great if you're a teacher. 
the whole premise of this workshop game is we go into the classroom and we play a game with the kids and teach them about budgeting. So each student gets a profile and Tandy a money and they have to budget out their needs based on what their profile says. We give them a job description, what their housing cost is and what their necessity cost is. And I will never forget this student's face when we were going through the game and his allotted grocery cost for the month was, I think, $400. And it was two people, maybe that his family card or whatever his card said. He argued with me and kept saying, there's no way it would cost that much for a month. He goes with his mom and the bill for his whole family was like $250. And after he said that, I paused and I chuckled a little bit. And I just said to him, I'm like, that is one week, not the month. And the the look of shock on his face, it's just ingrained in my mind. It was hilarious. Now, this was a couple of years ago. So you could have gone to the grocery store for a week and cost you $250 because now I think that's going to get you like three things. But my point is this opens conversation. They see the cost. It helps them have a better understanding of the value of what you're spending your money on. So what I'm doing with my six-year-old obviously is going to be a little bit different from someone who is 10 or 15 or, you know, maybe a preteen going into university. So let's talk about a little bit of tactics you can do with your kids at different ages. Again, helps take the stress off you of having to provide all these things and gives them the perspective of what things cost and understanding of financial literacy. So we're going to start with my little five-year-olds. I can say that for another two weeks. I can call them five. We talk about cash, showing your kids and giving them the understanding about what cash is. They're very naive and they think these debit and credit cards, you know, they're, they're not understanding that there's money behind them. So using physical cash, coins and bills, something that they can keep in their hand and is tangible. I did this exercise with my twins I think last summer and I had them go through their little piggy banks. We counted how much money was in there. They each got a little plastic bag and we divided the money between what was going to stay in their piggy bank and what they could bring to the store with them. It was pretty cute. They had these little plastic bags and we headed into Walmart and they both knew they could spend $20. And that is how much was in, obviously was in their bag. This became a teachable moment because they had the tangible cash and were able to see how much money they had, as well as the price tags at the store. It was hilarious to see my son and my daughter and how different he was at spending this $20 Versus my daughter, she was more like, I mean, okay, found something, I'm good, I'm happy. And I think we were at Walmart for what felt like eight years because he couldn't decide and was having major FOMO that if he bought one thing, he couldn't buy the other. And it was really overwhelming. But it was a really great experience for them to know and understand how much the things they wanted actually cost and that they can't use all their money, but that they could use what was in their little plastic bags. And they were very happy. I don't even remember what we left with, but It was a great exercise. So what if your kids are a bit older now? Maybe they're into more expensive toys or they want to have an experience. How do you teach them how to rationalize these needs and wants? One great tool is talking about short-term goals with them. Maybe they want to go, I don't know, it's winter. Maybe they want to go skiing with their friends or tubing or whatever people do in the winter. Uh, Maybe they want to buy an expensive item, an iPad, a gaming system, something that is going to take them a little bit more time to save this money. 
Now, again, just like cash, I think visuals are great to use with kids so that they can see the progress and the results at the end. I think I think visuals are great for adults, too. So if you feel like this is going to work with you, then I say go with it. But what you can do is print out a thermometer or a chart or have a jar they can fill. And every time they reach a point in their goal, they can fill in the little red line, fill up the little jars, something tangible for them to do and see. This helps them feel they're working towards something, gives them encouragement, and provides an understanding that, yes, they may want this iPad, but it may take a couple months for them to save up and get there. Obviously, as you get older, your wants change and your understanding of money just becomes a little bit more complex. You get, you understand it a little bit more. You understand that there's money behind that little debit card. So how, how do you engage this tween or teen stage? Yes, you know, that awkward stage where they want to buy everything and maybe hate you a little bit, maybe going through that emo stage. Remember that term? Um, but they want everything. They want it like yesterday. So what can you do to engage them? Maybe you start talking a little bit more about long-term goals. How can you help them get there that gives them a little bit more encouragement and understanding that, yes, they can have these things they want to do, like maybe they want to travel Europe after high school or buy a car when they get their license, something that are a little bit longer away and obviously more expensive. So what can you do now to help set themselves up for success? Take them in and open a bank account. You can do this at any stage to teach them that. But if you haven't already, this would be a great point. Teach them to have a daily spending account, like a checking account, and then help them set up a savings account and show them how to automatically transfer money into the savings account. Something that they can, you know, name the account and have a visual goal of. Maybe it's a car savings account. Maybe for every $100 that they put in, you match it. Something that, again, gives them encouragement, allows to have a visual, and gives them something that they are able to see and use as progress. Another really valuable tool to use with this tween teen group is have them practice positive repayment strategies because you know they're going to go get inundated with credit cards as soon as they go off to college or university. So how can you better prepare them now and provide them with that understanding that they have to pay things back and on time? This is not just free money that they can go and spend because that's usually where everybody gets in trouble is in those independent years, let's call them, where you know you don't have mommy and daddy there behind you, but you're just like, I'm going to go spend on everything because I have this credit card and there's no limit to it. Well, there is and there's consequences. So how do you teach them these, these positive habits? Maybe you can give them a small loan to buy something that they want with the stipulation that they pay you back. I mean, I'm not talking like you're going to go buy them the car and make them pay you back in like three years or five years. But maybe it's something like we're going to buy a new laptop for school because this is something you want and possibly need. And maybe you pay for half and maybe they pay half back to you. I mean, you could just put that money that they're paying you back into a savings account for them without them even knowing. But during this teachable moment, I keep saying teachable moment. And every time I say that, I feel like I should have the full house teaching moment music playing in the background, you know, for Danny Tanner, RIP. However, in this moment, it teaches them positive repayment habits. It gives them the responsibility to pay you back. It gives them the responsibility of having a set dollar amount to pay. 
and it gives them the responsibility and awareness of watching that loan payment go down, I should say. Now, remember, at all points, these little eyes or big eyes, they see you and your behavior and, you know, they just want to copy you. At least I can speak on my own situation. My daughter walks around with a scrunchie on her wrist, pretends to put makeup on, do her hair like mine. It's quite adorable. But my point is they are little sponges. I assume this continues to carry forward because I often hear my mom's voice come out of my mouth very often. So obviously something stuck. I was uh, quite a sponge, I guess. So, you know, examine your own financial behaviors. Think about how you grew up. Are there things that you wished you knew about at a younger age? Do you wish that you opened up dialogue with your parents to know and have an understanding? So open that dialogue up with them about financial literacy so they can start building positive habits now. I get you're not going to burden them with maybe your financial stress that's keeping you up at night, but I do think it is okay for them to understand that there are some times we don't get all the things that we want. And that's okay because we prioritized what was needed to spend our money on for our family, right? Like it's, it's okay. They're not going to be damaged adults if you tell them one month, you know, you know, this month is really tight. We can't afford to do this because we spent our money on X, Y, Z. As always, we believe in the power of financial literacy and how by having an understanding of your financial picture helps to empower you to make better financial decisions and have a positive relationship with money. We want you to recognize your worth and help you enjoy life to its fullest and have the experiences you've always wanted to do. We are here for you. We encourage you to get in touch at any time, whether it's with a question about our business or a comment on how we might be able to answer some of those burning financial questions. After all, at Tandia, your voice is the most important one. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you found value through this podcast. We are on all social channels. So snap a photo of this podcast, tag us, share us on your channel so we can help get the word out. And don't forget, you can always connect with us at Tandia.com. Catch you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know about you, but I feel smarter already. Remember, Tandia is here to help. If you found this podcast helpful, please let us know. Got feedback? Want to learn more? Just head to Tandia.com. Tandia, as unique as you.